Hello, everybody. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to bring up a topic that comes up on this episode. So throughout this episode, you will hear Anne and I referring to her new group program using the word tribe. In between the time that we recorded this podcast and when it came out, we learned a lot about the use of that word and made some decisions in her business about what she wants to name her program. And we wanted to leave the episode here with the words in and with this lesson for all of you listening so we can bring this to your awareness and also be modeling that you're not always going to get it right, but what you can do right is your response when somebody tells you. Mm -hmm. And absolutely. Yeah. So I have always envisioned calling this group program that was in my heart for years and years tribe. And as soon as I started talking about that openly, I was really lucky that one of my friends who was obviously much more culturally aware than I am reached out to me and said, Hey, you know, this word means a lot of things to a lot of people. And, um, it may be something that makes people feel excluded or judged. And it's really considered cultural appropriation to use this word. And also a lot of, um, whitewashing has gone into the use of that word. And my first knee jerk reaction was what? No, you know, that's not what I mean. And it's, it's a beautiful, amazing, wonderful uh, sentiment and, and everything, but I'm proud of myself as a business owner, actually, that I didn't just stick with my knee-jerk defensiveness. I actually sought counsel and advice from experts who are not white <laughs> so that I could learn and educate myself. And it was very quickly apparent once I did that and stepped out of my white brain that my friend was right. And I quickly realized that I did not want to be calling my program something that would make people feel either excluded or judged or unwelcome. And so I changed it. (laughs) So right now it's actually a nameless program. If anyone has suggestions on a name, I would love to workshop because right now it's just called Ann Kaplan Group Parent Coaching. And I actually really liked what you said, Samantha, about, you know, this is, can be hopefully a really inspirational model for a lot of listeners on, you're going to make mistakes, own it, say you're sorry, make it right. And also it doesn't have to be perfect to be successful. Like my group coaching program is getting off the ground and running really well. And I'm have a wonderful, amazing people in it and people are still buying it, even though it doesn't even have a name right now. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, I just want to kind of shine a light on that and put it out there into the world that I'm aware of my mistake and, um, and I'm working to make it right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So when you learn, you can do better. So we hope that that is the lesson for everyone here and we're going to save other people (laughs) from making mistakes like this and really being intentional with the words that they choose for their business. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, you said earlier, Samantha, this, you know, this is how we do is, you know, put it out there, recognize that you make a mistake afterwards and that's fine. And honestly, I never would have learned this if I hadn't made this mistake. 
or I would have probably learned it several years from now. Yeah. <laughs> because if I hadn't made this blunder, no one would have corrected me. And I never would have learned that this kind of perspective that I have been carrying around for a long time was actually quite problematic. And I was mm-hmm. just totally ignorant of that. Yeah. Yeah. I always teach like our power is in our ability to respond to things that happen and hopefully, you know, this response is us really owning that and really not being afraid to put this out there publicly, not trying to hide it or, or deny it, but just kind of owning. Yeah. This is a mistake we made that hurts people and we want other people to know so that they don't do it too. Exactly. All right. Well, let's get into the episode. Yeah. Enjoy everybody. I'm life and business coach, Samantha Sifring, and this is the online business building mamas podcast, where you learn how to build a wildly successful business from home while raising kids. Hello, everyone. All right. I have my friend, past business partner (laughs) and client, Anne Kaplan here today. Anne, welcome. Tell us a little more about you. Yes. I'm so I, as you're talking, I'm thinking, wow, I really have played a lot of different roles in <laughs> the last couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> yes. My name is Ann Kaplan and I'm a parent coach. So I run a parent coaching program called tribe that is all about changing the behavior of your kids. And in so doing, changing the quality of your life as a mother. I love this. Okay. Tell me a little bit now about like the behind the scenes of your business? Like what has your growth been like? I, I think a lot of people listening are always like curious, like how much are people making? What's the growth? Like how long have you done it? Yes. And as a listener to your podcast, I can attest to that is very true. You know, it's like, Oh, okay. You're successful enough to be on Samantha's podcast, but you know, what's your story? So I um, started my business actually as a birth doula and childbirth educator. And then um, maybe three or four years ago, I decided to start um, also weaving in parent support because my kids were growing up. I have four of my own kids. My clients' kids were growing up and I was just kind of naturally organically fielding a lot more parenting questions And also parenting had been a really big passion of mine, not just out of necessity, but because I really wanted to learn how to do it kind of on my terms and create the kind of behavior and dynamic that I wanted with my kids, really just based on who I am and what brings me joy instead of what you're supposed to quote unquote, you know, should be as a parent and stuff. So I started doing parent coaching and Fast forward to today, I really don't hardly do any birth work anymore, which I never thought I would do. I remember my first business coach saying, you need to choose which one you're going to do. And I was like, well, I would never, ever give up birth work. It is such a heart, my heart space and everything like that. But, you know, never say never because here I am. And um, as far as like the actual metrics of my business, 
I grew my business from one client who paid me $300 for three months of, of coaching. Um, and that was like literally right before we moved to Spain for two years. And I had to figure out how to do everything online and all that stuff. So I literally grew my business while moving my family to Spain, learning Spanish, <laughs> figuring out how to do stuff online. And that first year, I think I made like $10,000. And the second year I made, I think 30. And then last year I was my highest earning year. It was the year I'm the most proud of because I, it was the first year where I felt like, oh my gosh, no, this is like a real for realsies amount of money. I made $73,000 last year. And this year okay. I'm going to be making 120 at least. And I'm on track to hopefully be making 250 in 2022. That's my plan. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it too. <laughs> I'm like proud of myself as I was saying it all out loud. It sounds even more impressive out loud than it does in my head. <laughs> it really does. Like the 10K to 30K, I'm like, that's tripling your business. Like yeah. that is not shabby at all. Like that is something a lot of people really desire. Well, and I also think like that first year, you know, maybe you don't have a lot on paper to show for it if you're just measuring your success in dollars, but that's when I learned everything, you know, that's, you just start out, you don't know what you're doing. You're bad at it. <laughs> and yeah. so, but you have to do it. And, and all of the money that I've made since then came from all of the like school of hard knocks that was that first year for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad then that our topic is this year that you're so proud of <laughs> because I feel like there's so much good energy. Like just when you were talking about it, you have some really yeah. good feelings about it. So, well, and also like, can you imagine when you were coaching me through that year, me ever turning back and saying, this is my year that I'm the most proud of. No, which is why I was like, oh my gosh, like her eyes are lighting up about this year. <laughs> Don't make me cry on this podcast, Samantha. I will never forgive you. <laughs> I mean, your tissues ready. <laughs> I think we might be crying. <laughs> okay. So let's get into the topic that you wanted to bring on the podcast today. And for people who don't know, like the context behind this, I gave the opportunity to everybody in my mastermind to pitch, to be on the podcast, pitch a topic, why it would be valuable and yours I think is something that we have to talk about. Everyone needs to hear. And so why don't you tell us a little bit about that, about that proud year, all of the things. Yes. So I really did not realize until obviously hindsight is 2020 looking back on 2020, <laughs> um, how valuable the struggle that I went through that year was. And so and I really see so often, like even with my own clients, you know, you, you, we set ourselves up to, to beat ourselves up. That's kind of like a parent, a mom's MO, I feel like, unfortunately. And when you're doing work that is tied to your personal life. So for me, I'm a parent coach and I'm a mother. I have four kids. Uh, my oldest kid is 16 and my youngest is six. So I am like walking my talk 24 seven. 
I'm kind of calling myself out on my hypocrisy 24 seven. And I really had a hard time um, when this last year, my eldest son, you know, he started high school. We had just moved back from Spain. He just was kind of going through his own like hormonal explosion. And it was a really, really rough year for him and consequently a really rough year for me. And it completely threw my business into kind of chaos for a a little while there. And if I hadn't had a coach, I definitely would have probably still be in that place. Um, I, because I just kept thinking like, why would anybody hire me to help them with their children? This is what I'm going to create, like just a monster. You know, my eldest son was doing all the things that teenagers do, but that I had foolishly told myself that would never happen to my children because I am an expert in parenting. I'm doing (laughs) such a good job. And then he's like lying, doing drugs. He's failing out of school, like all of the teenager stuff that you desperately hope will not happen to your teenager happened to my teenager. And very quickly, it was like within six weeks of school starting, we were like, who has he turned into? This is really bad. So most of my coaching sessions with Samantha were just weeping. (laughs) Got your own parenting coaching for a little while. I did because I just, I really couldn't see how it could be possible that I could be in this dark place. And I, of course, I went in total into like mommy default thinking of this obviously is my fault, or I must have done something wrong that has exacerbated this situation, or I missed something that I should have seen, or I made a mistake that like caused him to all this emotional stress. You know, I, I just couldn't see how it could possibly be that he was just on his own life's journey. It was none of my business, really. And my, I wasn't the reason for it. I was his sort of Sherpa through it. Mm-hmm. I did not feel that way at the time. And it totally messed with my head professionally. And I think all, so many of us are like that. You know, I have a client right now who I'm helping with parenting, but she is a coach that helps people with like sleep and rest. And I can't tell you how many of our sessions are about how exhausted she is and how she feels so down on herself and so ashamed that she's not, you know, perfect, perfectly modeling this thing, this transformation that she's trying to give to her clients. Yeah. So I think this is something I see too, a lot that, um, and I know you said this in your pitch to me, a lot of times the business that we have is based in a struggle that we've had, that we've overcome and our own story. So then we're so excited. We start this business, we start helping people. And then we have struggles in that area because we're humans and we struggle. It's what we do. And then we feel like that means something about our ability to help other people and our integrity with the business and and all of those things. So I think this is such a valuable thing to talk about. I would love to hear more about how you came through that, what that process was like as you were in it and what was really helpful to you? Well, I can definitely say with hundred percent certainty that two things, one is that going through that struggle actually probably made my year as successful as it was. And the second thing is it definitely wouldn't have done that if I had been trying to figure it out on my own. 
I definitely needed you for sure. And um, yeah, because I, first of all, you helped me see that um, not only was the struggle that I was going through, not evidence that I was bad at my job or that I was unqualified, but actually made me an expert in what I was teaching and shepherding my clients through. Um, and also that it was helping me understand my clients' struggles a lot more because, you know, I had grown so much in parenting that the people I were helping were kind of like at a place that was so far in my past for me personally. It was easy to forget how lost and stuck and struggling we feel when we really just don't know what to do and we're watching our children flounder. We know that they need something from us and we don't know what it is. All of those things that were in the distant past for me. And I had to really force myself when I was like writing content and stuff like that to try to imagine what my clients were feeling or what my potential clients were feeling. I didn't have to imagine it anymore. <laughs> I was living the dream. And so it made my content more powerful. It made my marketing, like I was going back actually and looking at my open rates from that time. And they were like 40%, 50% because I was just literally pouring my heart out um, to my audience in a, and just basically telling them constantly, like, I get it. And also, this isn't your forever place. And also, you know, we're going to make it, I promise, mm -hmm. you know, so my, my content was so much better and everything like that. And, and the last thing I can say is that looking back now, like my skills as a parent coach are just like 10 X easily than what they were before. I, I, I have a lot more confidence to be honest and vulnerable with my clients or in my content because I don't feel like it's showing weakness to my clients, um, or, you know, undermining my credibility and, and things like that. So I, I show up much more completely in ways that I certainly would never have felt, um, that it was even allowed to do before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We think that our clients and our audience wants us to be perfect and have it all figured out and never struggle. And it's really completely the opposite. I feel like they want to see all of that because it helps them believe mm -hmm. that change is possible for them as well. And that we actually know what we're talking about and we can help them. Right. And I think it's also implicit somewhere in people's assumptions or some people's assumptions that, um, that you shouldn't need the help that you give. Mm -hmm. And I really blew one of my clients' minds recently when she, you know, she was kind of using, you've, you've talked about this before, Samantha, the like using you to judge your judge, like using your coach to judge yourself, mm -hmm. comparing yourself to your mentor or whatever. And that that's what this client was doing. She's like, well, I keep just thinking in my head, like, Anne doesn't need a parent coach and doesn't have this problem. And I was like, I have a parent coach. And she's, she literally like her eyes bugged out of her face. She's like, really? And I'm like, yes. Don't you think it would be really hypocritical for me to sit here and tell you everybody needs help? No one's perfect except me. You know, mm -hmm. I don't need any help you guys are the ones with the problems. That's yeah. so yucky. Mm -hmm. I don't want my, I don't want anyone who's leading me to have that attitude towards me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I'm perfect and you're flawed. And not only is it yucky, it's just not true. And it right. is a red flag. <laughs> 
to me, I actually feel really proud of that because it feels like I'm putting my money where my mouth is. I'm not, I can confidently go around and tell everyone I truly believe everybody needs help and no one is meant to figure out how to parent alone because I'm demonstrating that myself. Yeah. Well, that's the whole premise of your program. You can't parent in isolation. There's, I've always, I worked one-on-one and I still do work one-on-one, but always from the very beginning, I had this vision of like being in a sisterhood of women and just really supporting each other and being for real and vulnerable and open and honest and raw and actually liking it because it's fun. It feels good. It's cathartic to Mm -hmm. kind of exercise your demons and with someone who actually knows how to help you with that and what to do about it. It's not just venting. It's, it's learning and growing and sharing and, and it's a big deal (laughs) to me. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. So I'm curious to talk a little bit more about how you channeled your struggles into success in your business, which I feel like people always talk about this concept and it feels cheesy to me. And so I want to go like past the turning your mess into your message cheese factor. Ooh, I've never heard that expression before. I really like that. Oh, you're like, (laughs) I like that cheese. Well, it's just, you know me, I love alliteration and all that stuff. So anyway. Yeah, you're going to jot that one down now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Well, it's okay if you like it, but I want to like take that deeper and like really talk about what that looked like for you. Right. So I feel like when you first start out in business, especially if you're kind of following a formulaic approach, they say, oh, tell your story. Mm -hmm. And that's how you turn your mess into message, right? Because it's like, oh, I was where you were before and it felt like this. And now I'm here and it feels like this. And if you just do what I did, things will be great. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I just feel like that's pretty like, that's like maybe like 101 or something like that. Or maybe it's just like that scratching the surface. Cause what happens when it's not perfect anymore for you, you're not in like the honeymoon afterglow of your transformation anymore. And you know, it takes work. And then sometimes life throws you curveballs, and now it's, you can't tell that story anymore. It's not really true. Mm-hmm. Right. And so really at first what I was doing was, like pouring my heart out into these emails. And then Samantha, you would be like, um, nobody, no, no, you cannot (laughs) email your list about like how sad and depressed you are. (laughs) That is not going to get you some clients. So you really, I really had to still get it all out, but like some stuff is really not for your audience. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the other piece that we get confused about when we're first starting out with business is like vulnerability does not mean airing your dirty laundry, you know, and you can share your story. And even if you're still going through your story, you can share your story, but in a way that's actually redemptive and inspiring to your audience. So you know, I'm going through a really challenging part of my business right now. And, um, and it's a struggle and things like that. And it was so awesome to kind of remind myself, like, wait a second, I can relate to my clients. Like when you have this like negative space that you're in or this hard space you're in, like use it not to just complain in an email and send your complaints to your audience, but instead to 
become inspired and connected to your potential client's pain. And when I was able to do that, that's when my content was just like, you know, Mm -hmm. because it wasn't like, it wasn't like I'm a hot mess too. It was, you know, this is the journey and it's supposed to be like this. And it doesn't, that doesn't mean that it's wrong or bad. And if you have guidance and skills and tools in your toolkit, you can go through a hard time like I'm going through and know that everything's just the way it's meant to be and that you're still nailing it as a mother. Mm-hmm. So good. I love that. And I think I had this experience recently where I was just like feeling really bad. And I told you all about it on the mastermind because I read part of my journal entry where I was like, this is hard. I'm sad. (laughs) I thought that was so funny. After I wrote it, I thought it was funny, but in the moment it felt so real. And that day I felt like in that emotion, after getting that out on my own paper, then being able to think about my clients and being like, oh my gosh, people starting their business have this feeling so intensely almost all the time. Like right. I had it all the time at the beginning of my business thinking like, this is hard. I'm sad and I'll never figure it out versus right. like me right now. I'm like, and I know this is temporary. This is part of my growth phase. Right. This is part of my like formula almost of growing every time is this feeling. And you just don't know that at the beginning, Mm -hmm. but when you experience that, it can help you really remember and identify with your client. It's almost like your bad times help your clients. Absolutely. They they're for you and for your clients. And I, of course, (laughs) if you had tried to tell me that, when I was in the middle of it, I probably would have punched you. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't try. Yeah, well, I'm glad we were remote, so I couldn't. Have. No, <laughs> just kidding. But yeah, it's absolutely true. Like I, I once another trite aphorism along the whole mess and message thing is that whole like it's not to you, it's for you. Like what's mm-hmm. ever happening in your life or whatever. But I, gosh, it's really, really true. And I. Also, just as a woman, feel so much more on the other side of that. Like, I just don't know. I just feel like I've just like settled into my womanhood in a different way where I'm just like, bring it. I'm fine. This is nothing compared to what happened to me last year, whatever. And so I don't know. It's and that definitely translates into your business. You just, I'm just so much more confident in that. Yeah. You know, people bring me, their problems, you know, what do I do about picky eaters? I can't get my kid to sleep through the night. I'm, you know, my child won't listen to me the first time I talk. That's like the number one thing that I hear. Um, and instead of being like, okay, well, I have the answer for you and follow these three steps and let me just talk until your ears fall off. I can be so much more like, yeah, that's what's happening for you. Why is that a problem? And Mm -hmm what do you want to do about it? And what do you think you need to do about it? I mean, my biggest challenge has always been asking questions and listening instead of just telling, because you, you see so much as a coach or as a, any professional, you're the expert. So you can see your client's problem. And the solution is so easy. It's Mm -hmm. just like when we see our children struggling with putting their shoes on and it's like, well, just let me do it. You know, like it's going to be so much faster. I know exactly how to do this. 
And, you know, that doesn't help our kids and it doesn't help our clients either. And, and sometimes I feel like that kind of rush to intervene is, is, is like this uh, struggle to get results for our clients so that we can feel confident about ourselves and our, our uh, aptitude as, as coaches or as service providers. And on the other side of all this stuff, just something I never would have expected, but just kind of settling into a newfound, like, I don't need to prove myself to anybody. I, I've gone through hell and back with my son and we came out the other side and that's all the proof I need. And I would point out also, he's not better. Like, it's not like, oh, we got through it and now I'm more confident because everything's okay now. Like he's very much still struggling and it would be very easy for me to stay in that place of, I still haven't fixed this problem for him. Meanwhile, I'm talking out of the other side of my face on my client saying, it's not our job to fix our kids' problems. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I feel like, and I, I know I've told you this so many times, those struggles we have are not a lack of qualification for what we do. They are our biggest qualification. Like you living this out in your real life and applying everything that you do with your clients to yourself and getting coached on it and all of that qualifies you more. It makes you more in integrity with your work than like having perfect children who never struggle with anything. Right. Absolutely. And also, by the way, when you go through a struggle, you learn new skills. You know, I've incorporated a whole um, restorative justice approach to to older children that I didn't know about before. Mm -hmm. It's something that I learned. And I always had an approach to helping parents with kids with dishonesty. But now it's like so much more nuanced. And I have new new kind of steps in there and questions that I can ask and things like that. You know, it's just, yeah, now in retrospect, it's almost laughable to me how silly my idea that this meant something terrible about my job and who I was as a professional it's it's just insane really so I don't know if anyone out there is going through a struggle that's related to their job but it's in their personal life please don't let it make you feel like you aren't qualified to do your job yeah This has been so interesting, just like hearing your reflections on how it's changed you as a coach, because like I'm familiar with your work from a couple of years ago when we ran a group program together and you were so into like the tools and techniques and worksheets and all of that. And like part of that is being a semi new coach, like you fill in the gaps of your confidence with that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But it sounds like now, like there's just so much more depth and like maturity to your work. Not that it wasn't effective and helpful then, because it obviously was, Mm -hmm. but but it just feels like now it's like, I don't know. It's like a wine. That's That's what a lot of middle-aged women say about themselves, Samantha. So you might want to watch out. I'm saying it about your body of work. (laughs) Well, it's true. And I also, I mean, of course, if you're in tribe, you are going to get a workbook. There's a killer course. The coursework for that program is all parenting skills, 
mindset tools to help you eradicate mom guilt and also like worksheets to help you organize your home and your life. Like it's everything that a mother needs for sure. But I think the part that you're talking about that's gotten more deep and nuanced is the way that I interact with my clients around that coursework. Yes. You know, you can come to me and say, hey, I did this worksheet on boundaries with choice, but it's not working. And whereas before I'd be like, well, did you follow the steps? Did you, you know, did you make sure you only gave two choices? Did you make sure that both of the choices were things you can live with? Now I'll just say, well, tell me what happened. Mm -hmm. And I get to hear your story and I kind of pick up on the subtleties. And that's when you really, like you're saying with the wine, I really have blossomed in my sort of intuitive ability to say, well, what about this little, like sort of one sentence that you threw off there? Cause I think that's where we actually need to go. Mm So I was leading a workshop the other day and a mom uh, asked a question. She's like, you know, I, I, what do you do when your kid, you know, I know you're supposed to stay neutral, but what do you do when your kid runs into the street or something? And it's really dangerous. And you have this knee jerk reaction. And instead of being like, oh, well, here's what you do. I said, well, what, tell me what happened. And she said, well, you know, I have all these rules established with my son about running into the street and he always follows them, but he just got back from being with his dads over the holidays. And then we went for a walk and he just ran into the street. And what can I do? I was like, I think your problem is that you're still telling yourself a story about what happens to your son when he's at your ex-husband's house. Let's talk about that. And she was like, oh my gosh, (laughs) how did you know that? And I'm like, I never would have known if I hadn't shut up and just asked questions. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. Hopefully this is really inspiring to people who are like, oh no, like I, I see it with like weight loss coaches or whatever, who gain some weight or, um, Mm -hmm. parenting coaches for sure. Sleep. Like you said, business coaches like myself, like if there's ever like a bump in the road, then it's like, Oh no, you know, like we feel like we always have to be in like the most profound breakthrough feeling like we're nailing it being perfect. And it's not true. We're humans with regular lives and real things that happen to us and that we do. And our confidence in our business doesn't need to depend on that being perfect. Right. That's totally true. And I also think, you know, as you were talking, I was thinking what I think stands us out as successful in our field is our embracing of our human need for guidance and help and making mistakes. And, you know, I, even now talk even more with my clients about non-punitive parenting in the sense that like, you're going to sit there and try to tell your kid that everyone makes mistakes and then beat yourself up when you aren't perfect. Words don't teach. Modeling teaches. And what you're modeling for your child is imperfection is unacceptable. And I mean, just what a toxic message for children, you know what I mean? And also, you know, we just have a chance. I mean, this is just me being passionate about motherhood and my work, but we have such an amazing chance as parents to kind of be the, break the cycle of whatever family legacy we've inherited from the generation before when, in terms of standards and care and 
treatment of children and expectations and things like that. And it starts with our own healing, not just, oh, I'm going to read a book or I'm going to do the workbook in Anne's tribe program. And then I'll know all the skills and then I'll never make the mistakes that my parents made. Mm-hmm. That if you, if that's your goal, you need to really recognize you need more than just skills. You need support and guidance and community and kindness and acceptance and embracing your fallibility and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It really feels like it is both of those things that like personal healing and having those tools. So you're not just like, well, I got spanked, so I'll spank, which I feel like is like, right. A lot or of I'll say I'm not going to spank. And then in the heat of the moment, I'm just so furious and my drama from that I've been carrying around for my whole life is just going to come right out. Right. Or like they spanked. I don't want to spank. I don't know anything else to do or how to manage my anger. So I'll yell, which I feel like is like right. our generation of moms. Is Absolutely. Like it's like, I know it's not okay to hit my kids. So, but I'm still super mad and I don't know what to do about it. So it's just going to come out my mouth instead, <laughs> instead of my hand. <laughs> right. But what really also happens is like, it's like, I'm not going to spank. I'm not going to yell. Cause I know yelling isn't good either, but I don't know what else to do. I'm really pushed to my limit. Now I did the thing I said, I wasn't going to do. So mm-hmm. please let me go commit Harry Carey in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, guys, <laughs> you're going to be with these kids for like 20 years. You cannot expect that you are going to be this perfect person over the arc of your life. Mm-mm. And that also was another great thing that came out of my year of struggle with my son is he and I are much closer now. And it's, really inform some of the lessons that I teach my clients, which is like, I want you to look at your relationship with your child as just like your relationship with a partner or a friend, like over the arc of the lifetime of this relationship, you will both be hurting each other and making mistakes and screwing up and saying you're sorry and being furious and all of those things. And that's what makes your relationship nuanced and complex and deep and not fake and no one wants to have like when you think about being married you don't want to be in this fake surface relationship where like you never I don't know like go to the bathroom in front of each other or whatever like (laughs) right yeah people talk all the time about that milestone in a relationship because it means something it means like oh it's real now yeah and like you can be real with your kid that's what we all really want is like a deep profound lasting lifelong connection with our children Mm -hmm. then be real and let yourself be real Mm -hmm. about your business about your parenthood all that stuff Mm, yeah I love that idea of being real as a mom. I think that is something I have really embraced. And sometimes I think, am I being too real with my kids? (laughs) I'm like, whatever, like they know me. (laughs) I just think like, you have to, you're just being yourself, right? Like if you were to say, oh yes, I am being too real. I need to hold myself back and not be naked in front of my kid or not be talking Mm -hmm. about what's going on with me or not cry in front of my kid. Well, that's, if that's not you, then you're, you're right back to that square one of like, not Mm -hmm. really allowing you're, you're the one holding yourself back from having the relationship you want with your child at that point. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I want them to just know me, you Mm -hmm. know? Exactly. I feel like that's going to be the best way that they'll learn from me is just seeing the whole me. (laughs) Absolutely. I totally agree. And also, um, it, it's so profoundly uh, amazing for children to watch us struggle and not give up and improve ourselves and you're a lifelong learner and you're, you know, demonstrating to your child, you know, people can do hard things and it's not easy all the time and it's not fun all the time. It's not, you know, it's not a picnic, but that's okay. And I mean, I think we just, we just don't need to be modeling perfection for our children at all. It's just such a silly goal. Mm -hmm. So we're not going to be perfect in our business. We're not going to be perfect at home. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Everyone's going to see the real us. Mm -hmm. Yep. I think also, you know, the message with non-punitive parenting is you make mistakes and that is normal. Now let's see what we can do about it instead Mm -hmm. of punitive parenting, which is you make mistakes and that's really bad. Right. You know, let me do something so that you can make sure that you really connect with how bad you were so you won't do it again. Yeah. yeah. And we so I mean, I obviously don't know every single person's childhood, but many, many, many people of our generation were raised in a punitive situation. Mm-hmm. It may people may have said it was consequences, but it was punishment because it came with a healthy dose of shame and judgment. And that's how we approach ourselves now. And this is like such a, just a great opportunity to just be like, yeah, we're not only are we going to make mistakes, like celebrate when you make a mistake, celebrate when your kids make mistakes. That is literally how you learn is by being really bad at something until you get good at it. Yeah. That's what I teach all my clients. Yes, I know. (laughs) We have to just fail repeatedly. Right. Right. It's just, and it's so, it's everywhere. It's just so universal. I love making those big kind of global connections with, um, Mm -hmm. between the business and your personal growth and your children's growth and your parenting. It's just, it's all there. It's like the universe is just handing us these, these exact same lessons over and over again in all different costumes, but all dressed up in different ways, but it's the same thing. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I could go on and on about this because I also am like, well, this is rooted in religious beliefs and mm-hmm. yep, like <laughs> religious stuff, society. <laughs> what does society tell us we're supposed to be as parents and women and mothers? Yeah. Like all of it. It's all there for sure. If you join tribe, we'll talk about all of it. I promise. It's gonna be like a happy crying festival. It's awesome. Yes. <laughs> That's what I love just about you as a human that you are willing to go to any dark place. And I feel like this is a rare trait or maybe, maybe a lot of other people just don't do this with me. And I'm like, Anne is not afraid of any place. (laughs) Samantha once described me for all of you listening out there. She said, I'm like, that's a dark place. It's useless to go there. Let's really, you know, focus on what's going to serve us. And Anne is like, there's a dark place. Let's go there together. Let's see what's there. (laughs) Let's go look in your darkest corners together. But I also have learned a lot from you actually that you can absolutely be exercising your demons and facing your inner whatever. And it does not have to be this like heavy emotional exorcism that is like just rending your garments and weeping all the time. Mm -hmm. Like you can 
really unpack your baggage and also be happy and enjoy yourself and have fun and connect with your joy at the same time. And I, I don't think that my program would have been successful if I had launched it before I had learned those lessons because it feels heavy. It feels like, I don't know if I'm ready to sign up for that kind of work, mm-hmm. but when you realize like, oh no, it's going to be amazing. And also, by the way, your kids' behavior is going to improve within like 48 hours. Oh yeah. Then it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Let's do it. This sounds great. <laughs> I feel like I heard like one thing from you one time. It was probably like a workshop that we ran together or something. It was like a random thing you said in, in passing. And I can't remember any detail of it now, but then I just like changed that about my parenting and was like, wow, everything is so much easier and more enjoyable now. <laughs> it really can be that that's kind of the, the workshop I was leading this week was that that was kind of the overall message, which is like, Hey, look how straightforward this stuff is when you are not in your way, mm-hmm. when you have the support you need, when you have the guidance you need, and you're not just doubling down and saying, be better. Don't do that anymore. I'll just like read a book or something and mm-hmm. learn a new thing. Yeah. You're denying yourself what you need, but when you don't, when you give yourself what you need, it becomes so straightforward. You know, mm-hmm. it's like the mind drama drops away. The skills are just there for you and you just use them because there's nothing standing in your way and they work. Mm-hmm. We all know the skills work. That's not the problem. That's not even the question. It's let's get all the stuff that's stopping me from implementing those skills out of my way. Right. And no matter what it is, Anne can help with it. <laughs> it's true. I've at this point I have dealt with everything from like infancy to empty nesters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I think um a lot of people specialize in one age or another. And I think just because of your life experience now, you're like, I've got it all. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's really just about making sure that what you're doing is at your kid's pay grade, but the principles behind it, the kind of, t- the kind of evaluation you do to make sure it's going to mm-hmm. work, that never changes. Yeah. And they can join your program and then just use it for 18 years. <laughs> yep. That's right. It's a lifetime program. Just like mama to CEO, you, you yeah. join once and then you're just in it for whatever is coming for you. Even the stuff you don't see coming for you, you yes. still have me. <laughs> Sounds ominous. The things you don't see coming. I know but it's true. It, it's true. I mean, everybody can talk about that, whether their babies are like six months old or 16 years old, like yeah. what happened that was felt like you were blindsided. Mm-hmm. We can all write a laundry list of that. So, so true. Okay. Any last words of wisdom, things we didn't cover that you wanted to for people listening? Um, I just want to say like, I really want to hammer home, like how profoundly helpful my crisis was last year. It's not just that it was my highest earning year ever. I got fully booked by the end of the year to the point where I was like, I have to scale my business like yesterday. And I joined the mastermind because of that. And I'm now, you know, running this group program and everything. And I swear it is probably really hard to believe if you're in that like dark night of the soul, but this is your like magical power booster. Just trust that this is not your forever place. And when you are on the other side of it, it is going to be like your rocket fuel. Mm, Yeah. It's been really fun to watch 
everything that you've gone through. I mean, it wasn't fun in the moment. I'm pretty sure I either cried on calls with you or right after them for you. Oh, man. That makes me feel good, Samantha. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> there were definitely times where I was like, am I overreacting? No, it's really bad. I'm not crazy. <laughs> it's hard. Like yeah. life is objectively hard sometimes. Yep. And if anyone out there wants to know the real de- details of all the the good, bad, and the ugly of what happened with me and my son last year, I will tell you them. You just hit me up. I bet I'm not there's afraid. somebody listening who is having some like teen struggles right now, who's going to be like, and now we must talk. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm there for that. I'm here for you. So tell them all where they can find you, connect with you, all the things. Yeah. So the best way, if you want to just start fixing your kids misbehavior immediately, the best thing to do is to get my free guide to getting kids to listen the first time. And that's a super easy to find. It's a bitly link. So it's bit.ly slash kids who listen. And if you want to just get a little bit of my community love and a little taste of what it's like to be with me, join my Facebook group. It's called Real Life Momming. And then you're going to get the emails and you're going to get the in the group and you're going to realize that you want to get coaching from me every week and you'll join Tribe and it'll be awesome. And I can't wait to see you there. Or they can just buy it right now. Just do it right now. (laughs) Come on. We all know you're going to end up there anyway. Start now. I'm offering a promo and everything. (laughs) I think like, you know, that you want help in this area and the program's just such a no brainer, right? Yeah, exactly. For the lifetime access and support from you and all of that. Like, it's just like, just get in and out. (laughs) I know that's like the magical dream marketing is being able to just say to someone like, listen, you know, you're going to do this. I know you're going to do this. Come on, let's just do this. I think that we, cause people don't know necessarily that we ran a group together and all the details and we ran lots of discovery calls together. And sometimes that was kind of our sales pitch. Like okay, yep. we, we all on this call know that you want it. So just say yes. <laughs> yeah. Like let's not waste any more time. Yeah. And it, <laughs> It is super effective in the times mm-hmm. when it's true and you can just kind of tell when it's true. Yep. You really can. Especially if you just keep, keep going, everybody just keep going and you'll get that confidence. I promise. Yes. Yes. I love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing and coming on the podcast. This was really great. Thanks for having me. If you like this podcast, I want to invite you to coach with me over in my program, Mama to CEO. There's you and there's the consistent income you want to make in your business. And I help you remove everything standing in between. It's lifetime access for mastering your marketing, sales, time, and everything else you need to have the business and life you really want. Whether it's making your first thousand or a hundred thousand, I can help you do it. To join, go to mamatoceo.com. M-A-M-A-T-O-C-E-O.com.